The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Cooley Region Cooking, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mike Hayes. Over here, John Harrington is over there. And <laughs> even though you can't see him. It's uh, it's yeah. invisible Cooley Region Cooks. Technology, John, you know. I wish I yeah, was Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the ether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and me both, pal. I I feel like <laughs> I'm clueless sometimes. Well, and I get the instructions from people who know stuff. It's real simple, Mike. We've set it up to be real simple. Click, 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 go. And well, I... Neil, maybe that's the problem. It's it's too simple. We're, we're extremely intelligent individuals. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just too simple for us. That's it. There's there should be some <laughs> Lithuanian or some uh, some uh, something where I have to jump up and down. So yeah. yeah so yeah. we can't see each other, but believe me, uh, you're better looking than I. So we'll go with that. How about that? Oh, I do believe you. I will go. Oh, good. <laughs> so. So glad I don't have to twist your arm. You're better looking. How the heck are you? How are things at, in Minnesota in Fountain City at one of my absolute favorite restaurants, Irish or otherwise? Well, that's why you can't seem to make it here because we're in Wisconsin. Oh, oh yeah, duh. Well, I go up on the Minnesota side. Fountain City, Wisconsin. You're absolutely right. There you go. See what happens? There See what go. happens? You breathe the ether yeah. too long. You forget where you are. Yeah, 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 I got to get up on the cloud. Yeah. Uh, we just had a one heck of a rainstorm. I mean, it oh, came down. Really? Yeah, just, it was really pouring here just a little while ago. Wow, that's interesting. We got nothing. Uh, yeah, well, we'll send dark. some your way. It's dark and spooky looking, but it is not raining. Yeah, but, yeah it's hey, still kind of dark up. But, Pops. yeah, we'll send the rain down there your way. You no. need some. That'll be all right. Then it'll get me out of doing yard work later, and that would be okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how are things? I, I follow you on Facebook as best I can with the growth and the changes and uh, yeah. the dragons and the extended uh, parts of the building and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so how's that well, going? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, the guys are out. Uh, luckily, the the new building, uh, the addition here, has uh, been roofed and sided in and everything. And so they were able to work in there as they're trying to get things going and uh, of course it's a it's a steel building so when that rain started coming down it got real loud in there yeah, I'll real bet, quick i'll bet it did uh, <laughs> yeah good thing they know but, what they're uh, they, doing what's that it's a good thing they know what they're doing they can just do it without oh. having to ask anybody yeah, I'm getting too old and I'm too dumb for all that kind of stuff. So we got a real good crew working on that. Uh, local local fellow, uh, Dark Fox Construction, uh, Daryl Fox from from Fountain City here. 
cool. And uh, he's done a lot of he's done a lot of work uh, around the Monarch for me over the years. We put a new roof on the place uh, last year, replacing a roof from 1948. Wow. <laughs> and uh, since then, now he's been spending the last probably almost two months working here on this uh, extension for the Fountain City Brewing Company. Right, and that's not going to extend the restaurant or the bar or any of that. That's going to extend your operating space. Is that correct? That's right. It's okay. it's, a, it's a separate building. There's a uh, empty lot between uh, the Monarch and our house, and uh, the Fountain City Brewing Company is uh, purchasing that. And then the building that we're putting up is the first step towards when we will finally uh, be able to brew our own beer. Oh, cool. uh, it's not a, we won't be doing that right away. And it, what it's going to be is it's called a chill house or a chilling house. Uh, craft beer has to be cold all the time because it's not pasteurized. So this will have a, a very large uh, chilling capability, a walk-in cooler. Uh, there'll be a drive-in uh, capability for loading. Uh, it'll be a distribution center for when we get to the point where we're bottling and canning, and we can send that out to other um, awesome. outlets. And then there'll be a, uh, a retail outlet space for selling things like, uh, oh, related items for shirts and hats and oh. jackets and, and bottles and cans of beer. Will you be able to like sell? That. Will you be able to sell the beer in bottles and cans retail, six packs and no. twelve packs and so forth? No, no, okay, not not no, not until we get. All of the, oh, all the hoops and barrels we got to yeah, jump yeah. through and over with the federal government is going to probably take us anywhere from twelve to sixteen months. So in the interim, we're signing a contract with Pearl Street Brewery awesome. in La Crosse, awesome. and they will be doing our brewing for us, and they have a full capacity to do canning and labeling and bottles and the whole nine yards. So that we'll be working with them as our contract brewer. They're, they're, those guys are awesome, aren't they? Oh, God. It's amazing. Yeah. Their operation is just, I mean, they can do, what is it? It's twenty a 20-barrel 20 system at a time, which is 40 half-barrels. So imagine what that, you know, computes out to as far as cases of beer. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a lot. Uh, the, they have uh, they have all their own recipes, of course, and then uh, they'll be doing ours. And right now, we're jumping through all of the things we need to do to get our labels approved, finished, and and approved. And you got to work with the ATF, and oh boy, boy, it, it goes on and on. <laughs> well, good. In the meantime, so that's all really uh, at least a year, maybe uh, maybe a year and a half. All right. Well, let's say two. Just because you said the federal government, so they never do anything quickly. So <laughs> brewing and selling your own beer is still probably two years away. Well, uh, as far as us brewing it, yeah. Uh, selling, we we can do through the Monarch. It's already okay. it's been on tap there since 1997, ah, okay. all the original recipes, just that we had a different contract brewer. Uh, up till this point, All right. and Pearl Street, of course, gives us a lot more flexibility. Are and they? Capability. Is Pearl Street now going to be uh, brewing all of your uh, in-house tap beers? Eventually, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. Good use. Yeah. So that's that's all recipes. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Now you don't have to share that one because I don't need a recipe that starts with. 200 pounds of hops. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's great. Thanks thanks for that. How do you make that soup? Well, we start with 500 gallons of milk. Really? Oh, yeah, school <laughs> district. Yeah, thanks. That's great. 
in the meantime. <laughs> you still sell food at the Monarch, though, don't you? Well, we sure do. Oh, and, baby. Uh, the thing that uh, I'm, I've promised myself I would never, ever do, because I like you, I'm going to divulge my banger recipe today. All right. Well, and I appreciate that very much. I sh- if you don't mind, I will remind all of our listeners over your shoulder that you got to write this down because John is not going to write it down and share it with me to uh, share it in perpetuity on our website. So uh, this is That's a right. this is a one-off kind of recipe thing. You're going to hear it, and you may never hear it again. And you won't. You'll have then, to come up. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I get every once in a while, I get a an email from somebody who said, "Hey, you were you did a, a nacho recipe, and I can't find it on the website. Can uh, you know? Can you help me with that?" Uh, if I get an email like that about, I heard John's banger recipe, but I can't find it on the website. Can you help me with that? No. Oh. John can. Uh, Go up and talk to John. Schmooze him, and uh, maybe he'll give it to you while you're sitting in the, the Monarch. Well, we've been talking maybe. about it quite a bit, and and it's an old family recipe. It's, pro- it's easily 100 years old. It's probably wow. older than that. I mean, it came from my great-grandma, and, and she had it, of course, so it obviously came from her. Uh, and from her parents or mother, sure, so. even older. So great, great. You got to that, yeah. that goes back. Well, uh, clearly, it's a it's it's a good recipe that doesn't need to be messed with. If it's uh, over a hundred years old, it's just not something you want to you want to dink around. Right. You don't want to tinker with a hundred years of of quality. Here's the here's the problem. Whoever here, well, I guess not the problem, but here's the key to it. Uh, I'm going to give you. What I have written down, what is, you know, from Great Grandma, uh-huh. but it's in a 22-pound batch. Uh-huh. So anybody that wants to make a pound or <laughs> something gonna like that. going to be hard-pressed. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're going to have to break it down. How many brats is 22 pounds ballpark? Uh, how many bangers? Yeah, uh, I mean, how many bangers? Yeah. About, it's about four or five to a pound, depending on okay. what you want to do. That's the English... And of course, what do they know? They they uh, they would probably get twice that amount. You could cut the recipe in half, kind of, sort of, and uh, and then maybe share some of those bangers with with your friends. It's not like you would never make this recipe unless you're feeding a football team. Uh, you yeah, just... I mean, when we we don't like to freeze the bangers, so we sure. make bangers fresh during season during our high season, probably twice a week. Uh, and as we get towards winter and everything, we're making them at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Wow. Um, so we're making them in a little smaller batches ourselves. All right. Well, share the recipe, and then uh, yeah, and then, then I'm going to take a quick break, and we can come back and, and talk about how they are served because you, you don't just bring out a plate of bangers and let people – fork them until they're gone you you put together a presentation that is uh, absolutely worth looking at and uh, talking about so so share this uh, banger recipe with us i appreciate it okay well um you'll need uh a, let's see you'll need a dozen and a half eggs 18 eggs okay and a loaf and a loaf of bread uh we use uh a different kind of bread, but you know, you know, just your basic white bread is fine. Oh. And then what you want to do is either toast that bread, lightly toast it so it's crunchy, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, let it sit out for a few days so it gets hard. 
Okay. Uh, and basically what that is, is a, uh, it's a binder, acts as a binding agent for okay. the eggs and everything else you're going to put in there. Got it. Um, so then uh, a half a cup of salt and a half a cup of pepper. Okay. All right. All right. Now the salt, the salt, that's up to you. If you want a little less salt, that's that's cool. It isn't going right, to change then, the recipe that much if I used, a, you know, two-thirds of a cup or a quarter of a cup or something? Yeah, again, it's to individual taste. All right. All right. Good deal. All right. Ten teaspoons of nutmeg. Okay. <laughs> five teaspoons of ground thyme. Five teaspoons of ground thyme. And five teaspoons of leaf thyme. Oh. Other than... The obvious difference, what's the difference? Don't know. Okay. Whatever great-grandma great, said, whatever great, I do. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know. Great-grandma said, do it, I do it. Okay. Yeah. Dry time and Grandma didn't really time. use teaspoons either. It was I'll bet. The a palm, double pinch. You the know? palm of her hand. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then uh, uh, three or four teaspoons of ginger. Okay. One tablespoon of mace, and not the mace they use in riots. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, one, one and a half tablespoons of marjoram. Okay. One and a half tablespoons of sage. Tablespoon sage. Got it. Uh, one, or uh, one half tablespoon of sweet basil. Now, I admit, that's an addition that I made to the recipe. Is it? Okay. Well, you're allowed. Mm-hmm. All right. Three pounds of chicken broth. Three three pounds of chicken broth? Yeah. I, that's You can buy it like that. You can? Okay. Yeah. I never bought a pound right. of chicken broth. <laughs> I bought a quart before. Uh, well, uh, let's wait. see here. Then, uh, yeah, so you're going to... Um, you're going to beat the eggs, obviously, mm-hmm. and add to the broth, mm-hmm. the chicken broth. Got it. Uh, you're going to grind up or at least cube, at the very least, cube all of the toast, okay. the uh, white bread. All right. Yeah, you can toss that into a food processor and be done with it in a matter of seconds, ready to go. Right. And then, uh, of course, um, you would combine the eggs and the broth and the seasoning. Okay. All the seasonings. And and you're going to grind up 22, and, and again, in this recipe, 22 pounds of pork. Okay. And fat, everything, because, you you know, a good a good uh, sausage does oh. include the fat. Otherwise, it'll dry out, oh, and yeah. it's not... Get all crumbly and come apart. And yeah, that Get would be crumb. good. Right. Right. So you, you, uh, you don't have to fine grind the pork. Okay. You can do the next setting up. It can be coarse ground. Okay. Coarse All right. Ground then you combine. You combine the. You mix in all of the seasoning, the eggs, everything into the sausage. Okay. Or, excuse me. Into the ground pork. Got it. Now we use sheep casings. Okay. But I got to tell you, it's just this stuff is just as good in patty form for breakfast for okay. sausage. Uh, All right. So if sausage. you don't want to make, you know, brat shaped bangers, you can make uh, banger patties and uh, exactly because you you need a machine yeah. to stuff 
of the the uh, uh, the sheep casing, don't you? You can't just yeah, put it, it in I there. Yeah, I mean, you can a buy a little hand um, uh, hand motivated or oh, hand gr- hand uh, uh, a case stuffer, uh, a casing stuffer by hand. Yeah, yeah, casing uh. stuffer. Uh, otherwise, like I say, we we also uh, just pan fry it up and as a like a stir. Oh. Um, Kind of like scrambled, oh, and we'll yeah, use yeah. that to put uh, on our soup, on our potato soup. It's oh, delicious. Awesome, yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet that's really good. Yeah. And you just yeah. serve, yeah. Then you just have a pile of banger meat, right? Loose, right? Loose. Meat. We also do a, 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 a what we call an Irish American uh, hamburger patty with a hamburg with a uh, banger patty, and like oh, that. So that's another way of doing it. A burger Makes patty a and oh, I'll bet, I'll bet that half with pound. A, like if you put a or like like you could do a banger patty with an egg on it. Oh, now and you're it's a talking. nice breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I'm already put thinking. Put McDonald's. Put McDonald's out of business. Well, yeah, as long as <laughs> yeah, as long as you're getting ready to make 22 pounds of bangers, you're you're good to go. <laughs> right. Okay. Is that and it? And it then? does free. It does freeze well. It's just my personal preference. I'd, I'd rather not serve yeah, frozen no, food. And let I get it. Well, and I appreciate the fact that you make them fresh so I can eat them fresh at my house, even even a couple of pounds, uh, unless I'm only making enough to eat tonight or this weekend right now. They're going to end right. up in the freezer for a little while. Otherwise, got to throw them away. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do that. All right, cool. That's it? Now, you can get the, the sheep casings at Bacalars okay. in La Crosse. okay. All right. You can call them there, and they'll they'll get them for you. All right. Now they come. That's a lot of casings. Twenty two. So you might be better off, you know. Find somebody else who you want to do it with. Patties. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a lot of do it with somebody, and I I've done that before. All right. I got to take care of a little bit of business. Let's come back right. and put a banger or two on a plate, and what else goes with? All right. Because you got me hungry now, John Harrington is a chief bottle washer, floor mopper, and a grower of all things delicious in Wisconsin Fountain City at uh, the Monarch Public House. We'll be right back. No, no, the mean old man is uh, Mr. Mustard, not our guest on Cooley Region Cooks. John Harrington is a long ways from a mean old... Well, he's old, but he's not mean. Uh, Ooh, there. See, I, I had to take advantage of that opportunity. I didn't even do it on purpose. So the mon- I'm gonna let it slide. It wasn't a it wasn't a real big one. No, so. no, it was just a it was a little. Uh, I only mon- addressed the massive ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm. If you get any massive ones, it'll be over the phone, so I can hang up and <laughs> pretend I didn't hear it. No, you heard wrong. Something. Oh, losing yeah, the signal. Now, yeah. uh, Cooley Region Static. Cooks, it was static. John, yeah, that's right. You didn't hear it right. John is the right. owner operator of the Monarch Public House in Fountain City, Wisconsin, up the river from. Uh, us about what is it about a 40 minute drive no oh, 31 and a half 31 yeah I, and the reason i ask that is because i have never gotten in my car and driven directly to uh, the monarch public house without stopping somewhere along the way so well so, yeah it's a beautiful drive yeah well and if you ask me how long does it take to get to the monarch i would say a couple hours Really? Couple hours. A couple hours? Well, yeah, you got to stop. You got to make a stop. You got to stop at Beatles. You got to stop. You got to make a couple. It's a long drive. You might get That's thirsty. Right. What if there's a storm? You know, you don't want to get stuck in the side of the road without supplies. 
Well, that's what I tell people all the time about Ireland, about, you know, what should I do? Where should I go when I go to Ireland? What's it like? Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, any time you come to a crossroads in Ireland, there is at least a pub there. Uh-huh. And and a lot of times there'll be a church uh, on on a crossroads. And if there's a church there, then there'll be three pubs. <laughs> so it'll take you. So, so that stop is Anytime long. you come to a crossroads in Ireland, you're going to find entertainment, you whether gotta, it's from God or from God's uh, beer vendors. You got to stop. You got to stop and be friendly. Otherwise, you're the ugly American who never stops. I don't, That's I don't right. Want, How are you going to get to know the real Ireland, right? You, you it's the same thing along the Great River Road. There's, it's a unique. We live in a unique area geographically, yes, historically, do. from a tradition standpoint. I mean, I've been around the world. I've been all over the place, and this is just totally. I mean, bluff country, the mighty Mississippi, the history of the pioneers and the exploration of the Great West. I know. I mean, this is all here where we live. So why would you just? You know, oh, I'm going to go here, and that's it. I'm not going to look at anything right. else. Green well, grass be damned. No I'm not sense. doing it. Really. And, you know, it's interesting to me how many people have not been. Certainly, you've traveled a great deal more than I have. But uh, then come home and realize, you know what? I live where everybody else wants to come on vacation. I live here. I don't, you know, I'm. that's, that's yep. awesome. That is just awesome. Everywhere I've been. That's their bucket list. Yeah, coming. They want to come to America. Yeah, they want to visit America. Oh, I've always wanted to see that. You know, that's that's a constant. So, I mean, we live in a in a wonderful country in a right. very unique place. I go visit someplace else, and then I'm glad to come home. Are you glad to be home? Oh yeah, very glad oh, to be yeah. home. Oh yeah. All right. So we got a bunch of fresh uh, bangers. Uh, do you do you grill them or do you bake them at the restaurant? No, never bake them. No, okay. that, just, no, just no. Check it. it's it's a light it's a light grilling. And it, what we do, we can do it a couple different ways. The grilling, when we're doing like a patty, yeah, or the the crumble bacon, the the scrambled yeah. uh, bacon, uh, the scrambled bangers for the soup. Sure, we would grill. Okay. But, uh, otherwise, as you know, we do all of our foods in the hot air, the greaseless frying. Oh, yeah. And and we've been doing that for twenty. 24 years, so we were way really? ahead of the curve of what uh, Emer- Emerald and all of the chefs on TV that are selling these right. uh, the hot air, air yeah. machines. We've been doing it for 24 years. Wow. And you, so you must have a really big one because I have an air fryer, but you can only put in about three handfuls of French fries, and then it's full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we have three, and they're big commercial size Industrial. stainless steel holy old cow well, that's machines. Awesome. So less, so it it doesn't really put a banger into the healthy food category, but it certainly keeps it from getting into the really, really not healthy for you category. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, you don't, you can use uh, a gluten-free bread and you've got a completely gluten-free banger. Okay. Now we use we use, and this is a little bit of a trade secret. We use, as you know, Britta McCall from uh, Castle Rock Sourdough was your guest with me. Sure, sure. Uh, in the past there, and we use her sourdough bread, oh. which is the original bread recipe. I mean, it, it's so extremely low in gluten that anybody that seems or thinks they have a gluten intolerance can eat that bread with no. And not have no after effect. That's that's so we use that bread in our in our bangers. Is all sourdough that way or just hers? 
Well, I, I wouldn't bet yeah. on the sourdough that you that is made commercially. Yeah. But I know sure as heck that Castle Rock sourdough is as original Darn and you. as authentic a recipe as it's possible to get. Awesome. And it is absolutely delicious. She makes, geez, I would say at least four, probably six or seven different kinds of sourdough, including a, a seven grain uh, and a rye. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. Talk about toast. Oh, my God. No, stop. I'm starting to get all drooly here. I got, <laughs> I got this big dinner plate. And you're going to put a couple of bangers on it. And I, I, I don't want to just say bangers and mash uh, because there's more opportunity to enjoy a banger than, than uh, a banger and right. a big dollop of mashed potatoes. How else do you serve the bangers at the Monument? Well, in addition to the mash and a banger and mash plate, we add uh, it's a, uh, some cabbage. You know, uh-huh. uh, and also some uh, steamed onion on the side, and then we also put a side of our uh, Irish pub mustard, our bistro oh. mustard that Lori Lori makes. Oh, that is and so it's good. not a it's not a hot, oh my God, kind of wave your hand in front of your mouth kind of mustard, but it's a it's a nice creamy mustard, and it's just delicious with corned beef bangers. Oh. And we found out it's an excellent chip tip too, <laughs> all by itself. <laughs> Can I just have some mustard in a bowl to dip my chips in? Hey, and if you have mashed potatoes and and onions and cabbage, is that, oh, man, Cole Cocken? Cole, what is that? Cole Cannon. Cole Cannon. See, I was close. Right. Cole, yeah, you're, you, you've, you've got a pretty good memory. Uh, and this interpretation of that memory isn't real and good. And is that all? Um, yeah, shut up. You just If you take mashed potatoes, add cabbage and onions, that makes coal cannon, is that correct? Right, or you can use kale. Uh, a lot of the original recipes would use kale. Anything that's we're, green. We're losing our signal here. Are you in a tunnel? Did you say kale? Kale, K-A-L-E, kale. Uh, okay, all right. Well, and, uh, you know, when you, the cabbage, the onion, you, a little, the salt, pepper, uh, a little cream, butter, you know, things like that. What you end up with, what is called Colcannon, from the original recipe, which is Irish Champ. Okay, and what's mashed the potatoes called Irish Champ? What's the difference between Irish Champ and Colcannon? Adding the cabbage and onion. Oh, okay. So just mashed potatoes Basically. is Irish Champ. Yeah, but that's different yeah. than regular. If I get mashed potatoes at a restaurant, not yours. That's just mashed potatoes with a little seasoning in it. Is that correct? Right, right. And is that now what... the Irish champ includes like a green onion that's you know that's scallion yeah. that's cut up in it and yeah. things like that. So I knew it's, there a, was more stuff it's a what Grandma called uh, lumpy mashed potatoes. <laughs> I called it lumpy mashed potatoes because I didn't have a mashed potato masher. Yeah. Daddy is lazy. Grandma that's... did it was me. Yeah, yeah. See, that was it. And that's when my yeah. kids said, "What are all these little specks in the mashed potatoes, Dad?" Well, that's the way they did it on the prairie back in the old days. Remember when we watched Laura Ingalls Wilder? Yeah. They just mashed their potatoes with the skin on them. Really? Oh, Laura Ingalls Wilder did it that way? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, they're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we use two different potatoes for Irish champ, a Yukon and a Russet. uh, And uh, one is boiled and one is baked. And the boiled one, 
is is mashed right away. And a baked one, of course, when you bake a potato, it gives it a little bit different taste, right? Yep. And then you cut that up, you cube that up with the skin on, and then you integrate that as a mash again. Ah. And then you do have what's known as lumpy mash, including the scallion, the salt, the pepper. And the skin. Uh, I'm all over skin. that. All right, let me take care of a little business, and uh, we will come back. Uh, what do you want to do next? Tease me. I'll, I'll tease you a little bit with uh, a breakfast banger, oh. uh, something like that. All right, good deal. We'll be right back uh, with John Harrington from the Monarch Pug Public House in Fountain City, our guest. We're Cooley Region oh, Cooking. We're Cooley Region Cooking about 18 minutes before 11. I'm Mike Hayes, our guest in the kitchen this morning from the Monarch Public House in Fountain City, Wisconsin. Is John Harrington. You've owned the Monarch since forever, haven't you? Like decades? It's beginning to seem that way. Uh, in what was going to be a three- to five-year renovation progress uh, uh, process on May 6, 1995, has turned into uh. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, so 25 years is still a really... There, there aren't a lot of people who do anything day in and day out for 25 years and still love it. So I'm I I have the time of my life. I make new friends and see old friends every day that we're open. And my wife asked me at the age that I'm getting now, she said, you know, when are you going to think about retiring? I said, retiring? I'm having a ball. Yeah. I'm, having, I'm still having a great time. As soon so, as I wake up, you know, I roll her, over. I tell her three years, you know. Yeah, as soon as I wake up, roll over and say, you know, I hate this. That's when enough. I start retiring. But uh until then, you know, there's no reason. I love, uh, you know, if if you love what you do, who said that? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's exactly right. And and with all of the projects that I have going on, I always tell my wife, hey, it ain't juggling if you only got one ball in the air. Right. Well, so it, I've got three or four or five things going on constantly. So it she, keeps me very enthralled. She you know, could be passionate. she could be suspicious of uh, your impending retirement. When there's nothing under construction and there's nothing dirty, <laughs> everything is clean, everything is painted, everything is built, no. there's no construction truck out front, there's no yellow tape anywhere, <laughs> your wife's going to think, uh-oh, what's going on here, John? I wonder if he's having an affair. He's got one ball in the air, huh? What, uh, what's going yeah. on over there? Well, right. we got the building for the fountain brewery, the chill house going on. We've got the uh, upstairs. We've got a third floor, as you know, and that's yep. going on. Uh, so yeah, there, and I got the bar downstairs. That's going to be the the tasting house for the brewery. Right? Do but you I mean, use yeah, that? I got enough going on. Do you use the basement? Uh, because I know it's finished and beautiful. Do, do uh, yeah. other than allowing people to get on there and poke around, do you use it ever? Are people down there well consuming? Well, up until the whole COVID thing, we would use that for gatherings and ah, okay. events and groups right. and so forth. But now we've uh, changed that over so that it will be tied in with the new building here with the Chill House. Ah, okay. And it will be available as the tasting room okay. for the Fountain Brew beers. Well, anybody that's listening that wants to even take a little tour of one of the coolest old buildings I've ever been in, whether it was La Crosse or Fountain City, it is just a really neat old building that you've done a fabulous job uh, uh, fixing yeah. fixing back up to its old look. You know, I really yeah. I appreciate that. It looks old on the outside. It still looks old on the inside, but not old and crumbly. 
old, old yeah. and fixed up. So still, well, it still 25 has. Twenty-five years of blood, sweat, tears, and swearing will get you yeah, there. That'll you know? do it. All right, so we've got <laughs> we have a plate of bangers and mash. We had some cold cannon. Now, what do you want to do? Well, uh, we do a. Uh, a thing called McHarrington's, <laughs> kind of a ripoff of McDonald's, I guess, uh, but it's uh-huh. a breakfast sandwich okay. with the uh, banger patty and then uh, an egg, however you like it, over easy, over hard, over me, I was scrambled, whatever, and uh, cheese, and then um, some of the bistro or pub mustard oh. on a uh, on a ciabatta bun, toasted ciabatta bun, and just a, I mean, talk about great breakfast and a oh, great yeah. sandwich it's nothing that's going to fall apart on you sounds delish what what is the most preferred way that your guests uh, order their egg on that sandwich uh over medium i guess medium? It, it, yeah. it, okay. it's just enough so it's not all runny okay just curious yeah. I, okay yeah I, that's really good i like mine uh, runny because man that that yolk just mixes with yep. everything and it suddenly you're eating and it starts to get creamier and creamier and yeah, I'm with you. I'm oh. with you. I feel the same way. Yeah. If the I'm other not... way people uh eat the bangers a lot cuz it's on our menu is banger and beef. And oh. so you get instead of two bangers which are good sized by the way, uh you get one banger and then you get a nice helping of our corned beef which as you know, it's about as good as you're going to find anywhere. I'm not sure there is better corn. I have never had corned beef, even when purchased at a deli for a pile of money. Because corned beef, you know, good corned beef is not inexpensive. I don't think I have ever had corned beef, ever. And you know how old I am. I don't think I've ever had corned beef that was better than yours. And I mean that. I was that's, hoping that's how you were going to end I that mean rather that extended sentence. I mean that sincerely. I have never. Your corned beef is so. You ever get requests? Can I just buy a pound of this and take it home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We get a lot of that, um, and I appreciate the compliment. That's that's the outcome of taking the time. Yeah. Wow. And, well, then and there's a lot enough of about time it to do it. Uh, and so. How how much corned beef do you prepare? You're doing 22 pounds of bangers. How much corned beef yeah. do you prepare at a time? Well, let me think of the poundage. It would be probably about... We would make corned beef during our real busy times. We would make corned beef at least twice, sometimes three times a week. And that would be a case of corned beef each time. So that would be about... 35 to 40 pounds each case. So we're probably making about 100 pounds a week. Wow. And each, it's slow roasted. You know, they're done in the big Nesco type things. And uh, so it's slow roasted overnight. And then it's chilled and then brought to temperature again for a little bit to allow the... uh, the final breakdown of, of tendons and things like that, and then it's hand-pulled. And we pull all of the meat out from the, we take out all the fat, uh, all the, you know, and, and corned beef is not a, a really great cut of meat. I mean, it comes from the front of the of the cow, the brisket sure. area. And, and so you, get, you break down all those tendons and connecting tissue and everything like that. So when you're eating corned beef here, you're eating the beef. 
Right. You know, you're not eating everything else. Uh, now, yeah. like a deli, they will bake that and slice it. And, and I think that's the... where a lot of Americans make a mistake when they're going to have corned beef and cabbage once a year for corned beef for uh, St. Patrick's Day as they bake it. And that can toughen it up pretty good. Right, right. Well, what they should do for St. Patrick's Day is go to a good Irish restaurant and let them do it. There you go. Oh. <laughs> hey, I know one. Hey, do you? Yeah, me yep. too. Yeah. That's, uh... the, the other thing uh, that people need to be aware of with corned beef is that it's available as a flat or as a point. And we only use flats. Awesome. What is that? So, <laughs> I never even... It's just a It's just a different on where, where the... It's like the center cut of the oh. of that area rather than the end cut, okay. and it's just a it's just a ni- it does a nicer job of uh, slow cooking. Oh, okay. So the uh, a flat of corned beef is the cut. A point of corned beef is a different cut. Is that correct? Well, it's just like it's just like it, it's the edge or the end of the of the overall cut of meat. Oh, okay. And it it has a tendency to break down so much that it turns into almost mush. Oh. So you want to get a you want to get it's just like doing a good beef roast. You know, when we do our our roast beef sandwich, it's the same kind of process. You want to have a good cut, but you want to have the fat included which gives it a lot of the taste and a lot of the moisture. And then you take that out for for serving, so you're not serving, you know, fat and gristle. Sure, sure. Well, no, no fat, no gristle. But the mushy part, wouldn't you use that and put it, make it into a gravy, or put it into your yeah, soup you, base or something? Yeah, yeah. You'd use that with your stock. Yep, exactly. I've done that before, standing in the kitchen, preparing and thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Oh yes, I do. Get a big spoon, and while I'm making everyone else's dinner, I'm slurping the extra sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys go ahead and eat. I'm really not very hungry. Why? Because I just had a whole bunch of the mush. It's delicious. I, I ate everything to make sure that what yeah. you got was going to be good. Quality yeah. control, you know. You got to have quality, quality control. control. That's right. All right, That's I got to right. do one more little bit of business. What do you want to do when we come back? What is the most Irish thing? food you have on your menu the the thing that most more people say what is this think about that for a minute when we come back share we are cooley region cooking with longtime friend john harrington from the monarch public house in fountain city it is the irish restaurant unless you're going to ireland and even then even then we'll be right back i've asked Cooley Region Cooks guests in the past because the and, and discovered that the only canned ham that anyone has ever used was actually Spam, which is kind of like canned ham. John Harrington, I don't know, is, is ham a big Irish meat? Is, is that a popular meat in Ireland, ham? Well, the number one, bowl, the, one the number one meal in uh, Ireland is uh, cabbage and bacon, and um, corned beef. Everything that's that's an American thing that started when they came over after really? the, uh, the 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 what do you call? So if I eighteen fifty kind of revolution. 40s. If I go to Ireland and order corned beef and cabbage, they're going to roll their eyes and say, "Stupid!" Ah, yeah, yeah, damn yank. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> but cor- cabbage and bacon, and their bacon comes from the tenderloin, not from the 
the sow belly. Oh. That's the difference in bacon. And over there, it's like a rasher of bacon, and it's like an extremely thin cut, like a bake, like our bacon is, but it's a much bigger, and that's how that is served. And it's, a, it's about, like, say, three inches wide by six or seven inches long, and that's their bacon. So cabbage oh. and bacon is the big thing over there. Awesome. Uh, and so yeah, over, and it's and it's delicious. But people look at me like, "What do you mean, cabbage and bacon?" It sounds to me like it would be awesome. Cabbage, yeah, especially and, with uh, mashed potatoes. I was just gonna say, cabbage, mashed potatoes, some uh, some onions, and uh, pork belly, maybe uh, lightly fried and all stirred up in there. No, no, they you can get you can get the the top. You can get the bacon rasher. I buy oh, all can? our meats come from the home and meat locker. Yeah, yeah. And they have that there. I did not. You can get that top loin bacon kind of thing, and that's it's just delicious. And well, and pork belly's the other end of that. that, uh, That's what we. That's what we here in America know as bacon. Pork belly. Pork belly. I I did not know that. So the rasher that you're using is kind of like the steak of a pig. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's really interesting. So all right. So you've had a minute or so, and now we only have. Three minutes to share okay. the uh, the the most Irish weirdest what the heck is that thing on your menu? Okay, um, as we've already discussed Irish champ and Colcannon mashed potatoes. And my great grandmother, when once you take the Irish champ itself, and then you add in cabbage and onion and the butter and you know everything like that, All she stuff. called that. She called that sweet potatoes. Oh. So growing up, sweet potatoes to me was white mashed potatoes with all the stuff in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and cocannon. Well, when I got a little older and, and went from the local grade school to across the river and over the hills and dales to the junior high school, they had hot lunch. And so when I got into my first first or second hot lunch there, they had sweet potatoes on the menu, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is great. It's just like being at home. <laughs> well, then these orange orange potatoes came out, and I said, well, what the? Your potatoes yeah. are gone bad. They're and boy, all orange. You know, I caught, I, everybody thought I was the strangest kid in the world because well. that was sweet potatoes, you know. So the, the number one and number two question we have uh, when people look at our menu is, what's Irish champ and what are Irish fries? And, of course, then I get a chance to tell a story about Grandma and talk about what Irish champ is, which is lumpy mash. And <laughs> Irish fries are, the answer to that is we just don't do anything French. Uh, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and basically there is, it's a thicker cut, like a bottleneck fry, and that's all. That's funny. They're Irish fries. <laughs> yeah, that, that we is, don't do anything French. We don't do anything French. That's hilarious. I love that. Well, and the thing that caught me... I'm, you can maybe hear it in my voice. I'm giggling because I heard you say out loud the words, then I get to tell a story. That's right. <laughs> you and my father, man, oh, man, I wish I had, I wish you and I had been friends when my dad was alive because you would still be telling a story to each other right now. <laughs> I just met you back in 1997, and he hasn't left the bar yet. There's, we're still telling stories. <laughs> Because uh, I, I never knew well, anybody who could pull a story out of it's their an affliction. Like uh, no, it's I, an Irishman can can only make a, a long story longer, not shorter. Well, I've been accused of that issue. I I yeah. I called the uh, city yesterday to complain about a parking ticket, 
and I got an answer. And I was polite and everything. I was just, you know, kind of bugged. And uh, I got the answer back from uh, the assistant uh, police chief, and he said, after I listened to your really long message, <laughs> I thought, oh, <laughs> oh. I, I didn't leave a really long message on purpose. Uh, just uh, kind of, you wore him down. It turns out that way. No, he didn't. I, it was my fault, and, you know, I, I get it. When you break the law, you break the law. And I parked uh, longer than two hours, and I just uh, – I was grumpy, so I called and, and, uh, and complained about it a little bit. <laughs> That's what happens. Well, After I listen imagine to being really... able to sit down before you get a bite to eat that you're already smiling. Yeah. Well, that... How much better is your meal going to be because you've gotten a little entertainment and a little bit of laughter? It will not be better unless you have it with – uh, John Harrington at the Monarch. Uh, we got. Uh, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. Someday we'll get this this whole uh, Zoom thing figured out and do it face to face. 